Have you seen this meme before? The first picture is a boy with polio, followed by a picture of scientists working hard in a lab, and it concludes with the words, Science cures polio. Next, we have the same picture of the boy with polio, but this time followed by a group of people praying on their knees to God. And then it concludes with the words, Prayer cures nothing. Christian, what do you make of that? Is science and technology robbing God's glory? Let's find out in today's book. Hi, my name is Terence and I'm your host for Reading and Readers, a podcast where I review Christian books for you. Today, I review God, Technology and the Christian Life by Tony Reinke, 321 pages, published by Crossway in December 2021. First off, I just want to say that I didn't know there were pastors in big tech companies. Now, listen to this endorsement for this book. I quote, as both a pastor and, a tech, and an engineer, I continually find a need to interpret the marvels of the 21st century in light of Scripture. To that end, this book has been a great blessing. Tony Reinke has crafted an enlightening, balanced, and thoroughly engaging biblical theology of technology. This work is profoundly practical. All Christians should consider it whether they live inside a major tech center or not. End quote. That endorsement was from Conley Owens, pastor at Silicon Valley Reformed Baptist Church and senior engineer at Google. And there is another endorsement from Jeremy Pettinone, a pastor at Risen Hope Church Seattle and also a writer at Microsoft. And another one from Jose Luis Cuevas, a pastor, missionary, and also director of project management at VMware Latin America. Now, based on what I read in the news and online, I get this idea that uh, tech companies are vehemently anti-Christian, and anyone who is a Christian, much less a pastor, uh, would not be able to live out the faith publicly in such companies, huh? tech companies. But thankfully, I was wrong. You can work in tech and live out a Christian life. And that's what quite a bit of this book is about. God, Technology and the Christian Life is the latest book from Reinke. He had written uh, Competing Spectacles, Treasuring Christ in the Middle age, Media Age in 2019. And uh, in 2017, he wrote uh, 12 Ways Your Phone is Changing You. Now, the only other Reinke book that I have read was Lit, A Christian Guide to Reading Books. I mentioned in my review of Wingfeather Saga by Andrew Peterson how Lit uh, has helped me think biblically about reading. So, uh, that book, Lit, uh, is essentially a biblical theology on reading. If you love reading, you have got to read Lit. There are many books that can make you a better reader, but there are not many books, I can't think of another one, that would make you a better Christian reader. Similarly, there are many, many resources that make you a better technology user. 
But there are not that many resources, um, and I also struggle right now to think of another one, that would make you a better Christian tech user. If you are a tech user, and you are, you must read his latest book, uh, God, Technology and the Christian Life. You might not just be a tech user, you could be a tech junkie. Now, is there even such a thing as a Christian tech junkie? We all know we are to glorify God in everything that we do, 1 Corinthians 10.31. But can we really glorify God when we sing praises for a new gadget or when some of us invent a new time waster, like maybe Wordle? Uh, Reinke answers all these questions and more in this book. The book is organized around six questions. Number one, what is technology? Number two, what is God's relationship to technology? Number three, where do our technologies come from? Number four, what can technology never accomplish? Number five, when do our technologies end? Number six, how should we use technology today? Now, reading those six questions, you might be forgiven to think that the questions are a bit Lame. The first one, what is technology? It sounds like some lame introduction by a first grader doing his homework. Well, but seriously, the questions look very uh, trivial, even shallow, but they are not. It's like those questions that sometimes uh, people pose to you or you pose to yourself. Who am I? Why am I here? On one level, the answer is simply... Who am I? I'm Terence. And why am I here? I'm here to review a book for you. But on a deeper level, who am I? Why am I here? And you can spend ages, years, a lifetime trying to answer those questions. Now, in this book, I reckon you have never heard the question, what is technology? Pose and answer the way this book does. So it's not trivial by any, uh, by any means. Now, for, to answer these uh, six questions, um, let's bring really smart people into the room to dis discuss them. And Reinke here brings 12 guys. And these are not 12 ordinary guys. You know uh, Calvin? John Calvin? Yes, uh, but did you know that uh, Calvin believed that the Holy Spirit inspired technological gifts of men to flourish? Yes, the people who brought you um, all these wonderful gadgets that we have, the smartphone, the this and the that, they are all part of the Holy Spirit's work among unbelievers. So that's interesting, isn't it? And I think um, there's more to this that you can read in this book. Uh, it's not just John Calvin. You also have um, Abraham Kuyper, a theological giant. Um, and you... Can you put his common grace theology, okay, so this, uh, this is the common grace about God's blessing on non-Christians, the unbeliever, and then put that, that 20th century outlook, okay, so talking about 100 years ago, and put it alongside the 21st century innovator, Elon Musk. It's quite tricky, isn't it? I mean, how do you, first of all, have you finished reading his book on common grace? And then how do you then put this... Um, uh, with all the technology that has happened since, how do you uh, put them together side by side? Well, Reinke did. And uh, if you are a tech reader, you must know Wired Magazine. It's a 
great magazine that uh, keeps abreast of various uh, futuristic or whatever technology that's happening uh, today. And Kevin Kelly is the co-founder of this uh, Wired magazine. He is a tech minimalist and an open theist. And Reinke quotes Kelly uh, liberally often in this book. Uh, for example, I quote, Technology has reached a self-amplifying and self-reinforcing system of creation. The point when our system of tools and machines and ideas became so dense in feedback loops and complex interactions that it spawned a bit of independence, end quote. Now, that was uh, Kevin Kelly talking about uh, the technium, okay? So, this system, this ecosystem that has basically... Uh, become independent so it will continue to propagate self-amplify self-reinforce so those are uh, interesting ideas things that uh, people uh, have to get have to read this book and think uh, about how does that relate to the bible because how do you put all that sci-fi high-tech futuristic prophecy next to uh, david's slingshot and saul's armor which is what Reinke did. Reinke here gathers 12 diverse thinkers and mashes their ideas and words into a discussion that almost seems to come from a Quentin Tarantino movie. Right? So it's snappy, it's insightful, you, you, they say something, somebody bounces off and responds and you're left thinking, hmm, wow, that was quite interesting. I have to think about that. Okay, so that's, that's a lot of times what I got out of reading this book. Now, just to bring 12 guys to come in and have this dialogue would be really ambitious. Again, uh, Kuiper's common grace uh, comes to mind. How do you put that next to people like Elon Musk, Harari, and, and so on? Okay, so how do you put these people together? But Reinke is not just content to have these 12 guys. He actually sets a higher goal. Uh, this book, this uh, God, Technology, and the Christian Life, is his biblical theology of technology. So, biblical theology of technology. He tells us right from the beginning, okay, don't skip the Bible verses. I know you skip them because I do too. Okay, that's what he said. But don't skip the Bible verses. And he is right. You must not skip them because uh, those Bible verses are not peripheral to the chapter. They are not icing on the cake. They are actually the base of the cake. Okay, they, You need those Bible verses to make sense of uh, the chapters in this book. They are central. In God, Technology and the Christian Life, in this book, we see how God sees technology. Okay, So, it's not just that name. We, we, we don't just see how God sees technology. We see how God creates the creator, how God creates the user, how God creates even the destroyer, the ones who use technology for evil means. And God is everywhere in this book. That's why you should not skip those Bible verses. Um, and we can see from this book that Reinke worships a big, big God. Okay, God just consumes uh, his mind as he writes this book. I mean, for example, for example, when you read uh, David and Goliath, Goliath you would think had the big guns, right? I mean, the big sword, the big armor, the big tech advantage, and David did not. And Saul tried to uh, balance the scales by offering David his own armor and his own weaponry. Now, read that chapter again, 
And Reinke argues, convincingly, I, I would say, that this famous battle was not a battle between high-tech versus no-tech. Reinke says it's a battle between a godless, close-quarter combat warrior versus a god-fearing sniper. So they are both using technology, but one is faithful and one is faithless. And another example, okay, let's have a look at another example, which I've hinted this now actually. If we read Isaiah 54, verse 16 to 17, let me read. Behold, I, okay, this is the Lord speaking, Behold, I have created the smith who blows the fire of coals and produces a weapon for its purpose. I have also created the ravager to destroy. No weapon that is fashioned against you shall succeed, and you shall refute every tongue that rises against you in judgment. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their vindication for me, declares the Lord. End quote. So that is from Isaiah 54, verse 16 to 17. Then read what Reinke um, says about that verse. Okay? Reinke writes, I quote, Here, God makes three incredibly specific claims. He creates the creators of weapons, the smith who blows the fire of coals and produces a weapon. Number two, he creates the wielders of those weapons. Number three, he governs the outcomes of those weaponized warriors, the ravagers. End quote. So, um, so what you have over here is Reinke shows us what does the Bible verse say about God, technology, and related to our Christian life. He zips from Noah's Ark to Babel, uh, from Tubal Cain. You don't know the guy, but you will know him better from this book. From Tubal Cain to Elon Musk. Okay, everybody knows Elon Musk at least in this generation, and then from the root of the tech tree, okay, from the very, very beginnings of the technology tree, and he then sends us off to space, to some disembodied uh, space-faring, I don't know, Star Wars, Star Trek, whatever it is, sort of a universe. So he, he weaves the atheists, uh, people like uh, Yuval Noah Harari, so he's a very famous writer and thinker, and he weaves his thoughts, okay, in atheist thoughts and into the conversation, okay? Let me quote what Reinke has in this, uh, in this uh, chapter. So, I quote, Ancient sailors in rickety vessels and without tools of navigation marked their perilous ocean voyages, first with propitiatory sacrifices, then, with any divine luck, they return home, ornamented with wreaths and gilt fillets to thank the gods in the nearest temple. Steamships changed all that. Steamships killed all gratitude in the hearts of sailors. Safer tech offers more control, boasts greater predictability, and kills divine thankfulness. End quote. So over here, Reinke uh, weaves the words of Harari into the conversation. So... So saying that, really, the atheists would think that uh, in olden times, people are very thankful to the divine because there were so many things they did not know, did not know and they were not in control. Uh, but now, today, you don't have to uh, have propitiatory sacrifices because we are in control. We know what's going on. And therefore, it kills divine thankfulness. Uh, but Reinke begs to differ. And he explains why uh, all Christians are to thank God for all the technology that we have. And we are to pray. I quote, uh, Reinke writes here, God, 
Break me free from the idols of comfort and fill me with God-centered awe for the gifts in this world that you have given me to use and enjoy. End quote. In another part of the book, uh, Reinke quotes Spurgeon, the 19th century preacher who loved technology, who was really in awe with technology, but was able to put technology in its place. I quote, We have heard of engineers who could bridge the widest gulfs. We have seen men who could force the lightning's flash to carry a message for them. We know that men can control the sunbeams for their photography and electricity for their telegraphy. But where dwells the man? Where even, where even is the angel who can convert an immortal soul? End quote. So that's Spurgeon. In all of technology, very amazed with what men can do, but at the same time, very aware that, uh, that no technology can convert an immortal soul. And uh, Reinke is able to then bring us through uh, how this thing that we may not realize, how many of us have put our faith in technology. Okay, So something happens and we trust that the doctors, the engineers, the scientists, the technocrats are able to save us. Okay, So we put it, uh, our hope and our trust in technology. Reinke in this book sketches out this gospel of technology, a gospel that we love to learn. Yeah, we love to learn all the magazines, the social media, the posts, the cool videos and so on. We love to learn. We love to share. We love to worship. How I love my new phone, my new device, my new car, my new this, my new that. The ingenuity of man is such something to be exalted. So he reveals to us that there is this, uh, this gospel of technology. The unveiling of the next big thing is like a bright, light revelation, a Damascus experience for so many people as they crowd in to find salvation <laughs> in technology. So uh, Reinke uh, sketches it out and shows us that uh, these things, again, do not accomplish anything. And that's another reason why I like this book. Okay, uh, He is, uh, Reinke here, uh, performs like Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs is famous for telling us what we want before we want it. In this book, Reinke has managed to tell me what I think before I thought it. <laughs> or oh, let me explain. You see, my favorite uh, Billy Graham moment is the TED Talk that he gave. In uh, this uh, TED Talk, uh, Billy Graham walked into the room and he acknowledged that everybody in the room was smart, world-changing type of people. I mean, he's so amazed by all the things that people can do. Okay, Billy Graham um, lived nearly to 100. Did he pass 100 years old? I'm not sure. But again, in his whole lifetime, he saw many, many great things that technology has done. And uh, But in his talk, in his TED Talk, he was able to um, show everybody that technology will not solve three problems. Evil, number two, Suffering, number three, death. So in that talk, I was just blown away, okay? And to me, it was the best TED Talk. Not because of the style or because of the delivery, the snappiness or whatever it is, but it's the best TED Talk in that it offers Christ to the TED world. And that talk left a big impression on me. It moderated all the hype. It moderated all the promises uh, that is being offered on AI, on nanotech, on space exploration, big data, da, da, ba, and all of it. And uh, just 
thinking about what uh, Billy Graham said and just simply asking the question, can any of this technology that's being promised, can any of them solve evil, suffering, or death? And none of them can. But you see, as good as Billy Graham's TED Talk was, it didn't go deep enough. It was only one talk, and it was, what, 20 to 30 minutes? And I didn't realize that it was not deep enough until I read this book, God, Technology, and the Christian Life. I mean, this just, for example, consider this question, okay? How should we use technology today? That's the last question posed. It's the last chapter in the book. And uh, if, if we pose it to one another today, right now, to you, what, what would you think is the biblical answer to the question? How should we use technology today? Well, wisely. We must use wisdom. Yeah? So that's an easy answer, even flippant in its simplicity. But oh, the depth that uh, Reinke goes uh, in, in answering this question. Uh, I mean, you could just give like a list of things that we should do better with technology. Don't be addicted, use it wisely, don't use it for evil, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so there's a way that we can answer this question in a shallow, uh, but here he does um, biblical theology. And Reinke doesn't give us like loose pebbles from the ground. Just, you know, just he just uh, digs into his pockets and gives you whatever that he finds. He, he minds the Bible, right? So he goes and searches to the limits of what the Bible can offer. And um, he, he finds gold in what I think is in the unlikeliest of places. I don't know about you, but I would not have... have found the things that he found in, uh, in, the, in, this, uh, in these verses. And that is why I think that this guy actually did comb through the whole Bible to develop this theology of technology uh, because uh, I've not seen these verses uh, used elsewhere. And I'm not going to even tell you what those verses are because I think that would be spoiling it. There is just so many uh, good stuff over in this book and then you encounter verses that you is uh, not often uh, reference. Um, but I would say that in this book review, although I've shared some insights, many insights, that, uh, that uh, if this was another book review, uh, I might have tried to cut them out because I might have given up the best bits. And I don't like to do that. I hate it when movie trailers are just mashups of the best parts of the movie, all right? Because then watching the movie trailer, you, you don't need to watch the movie. And that's not true of this review. There is uh, many, many good things to read from this book. And even after finishing this book, I reread the earlier chapters to prepare this uh, review. And I was struck by how well Ranke has weaved everything together. Because even though he told me in the beginning that he's going to bring in Calvin, Kuiper, Elon Musk, Harari, and so on, I didn't realize how well he did it until I finished the book and was reminded of it. And he also does it while, while uh, putting Genesis, Isaiah, Revelation, and various other chapters above all these uh, thoughts of men. So he puts the thoughts of God, the revelation of God, and then he shows us how does everything compare. I mean, you have Steve Jobs in one side and the book of Job in the other side, and then you are looking at them, oh, wow. So he just puts them side by side and then makes you think. And I think that's one of the best things that the book can do. If you are, or if you hope to be, an inventor, engineer, 
biotechnologists, anybody who really works in or works with uh, technology, you must read this book, okay? If, especially if you're a Christian. Because uh, what are you going to do when the technology that you create to cure cancer is used to create a killer virus? Or the technology that you have uh, built is instead to, to bring out truth, okay? To, to study truth, to propagate truth, is then used to spread lies. And in this book, Reinke offers so many lines of thought, so many angles, uh, and much word of comfort. There's a lot of words of comfort over here to assure us in what we are doing, what you are doing, that it helps the faithful, the faithful Christian, integrate their faith with their technological self, okay? so that you don't live a life of separate beings, a tech being and a Christian being, but you live your life as a joint uh, unit in harmony, which I think is really amazing. And, um, but this is not just a book for the tech elite at uh, Microsoft, Google, VMware, Facebook, whatever it is. Uh, it's really a book for anybody who is a tech user, which is anybody, everybody. And uh, if you are a tech user and you are a Christian, then reading this book helps to, exp helps to understand what it means to be a Christian tech user. Again, it's talking about integrating the two worlds. And even though you may not think about those two worlds often, uh, you don't realize that it's very disjointed. Uh, but when you think about it, and this book will help you think about it, you will end up glorifying God. Okay, And that's a beautiful thing. And then when you look at your phone, you look at your laptop, your autonomous cars, the vaccines, the space-faring things, all the future stuff, and then you, it doesn't you don't feel a disconnect or disjointedness as you reflect on your faith alongside all these things that's happening with you. You don't have to be an Amish, uh, that you have to truly be consistent with your faith. You have to uh, distance yourself away from all these things. That's, that's not what this book is talking about. Um, you will uh, glorify God through technology, for technology, and not only that, you will not despair at the state or the future of the world when all these technologies, uh, some of them are harmful. And uh, so you will not despair because, because you will see God. That's the beautiful thing about this book. You will see God everywhere. <laughs> God created technology. God uh, sustains technology. God will end technology. God is everywhere. <laughs> um, and uh, that's... Uh, thing that I also enjoy about this book, Reinke is a realist. So he, he's not so, so like optimistic such that he doesn't realize the technology, while it heals, it also harms. I mean, uh, while researching for this uh, book review, I checked Reinke's Twitter. And uh, as, as uh, you know, uh, at this moment in time, um, the world seems to be at the brink of an European war. So at, uh, on February the 12th, 2022, uh, Reinke tweeted, okay, I quote, Today I stood under afterburners to test if I really believed God is bigger and more powerful than our war tech. He is. His sovereign orchestration reigns over every pilot and F-35s. Even as war tensions rise, I believe it in my rattled bones, end quote. So this is a man, again, who sees God in those fighter jets. And even though those jets can be used in war, 
both sides are going to be using technology. It's a war of technology as well, cyber warfare and all that. But then it, he offers great comfort in how we to see God in everything. And actually, that's probably one of the only reservations, I would say, that one would have reading this book. Uh, it might make you uncomfortable to see how Reinke draws a line. He, so he draws a, traces a line from harmful technology, technology that kills, that maims, that hurts. And he draws the line from this technology to the sovereign Lord. He does deal with this big question in the book, but I'm not going to elaborate it here. Questions on why bad things happen, or in this specific case, on what is the relationship of harmful technology and a good God? Now, this type of question deserves an answer with more depth. Okay, I don't like answering these type of questions with a soundbite or even a meme. I think it's too reductionist. But just as a hint to how, to how Reinke answers it, I'll just say that Tony Reinke is the host of the Ask Pastor John podcast. And if you are familiar with John Piper's big, big God, uh, well, it's the same God that Tony Reinke worships. <laughs> and related to this topic, you could also listen to my review of the book Providence by John Piper. And that will give you a bit more on how um, Reinke answers this question of harmful technology or bad technology and a good God. And um, just a couple of things. Uh, this book is delightful to me in a way that doesn't happen that often nowadays. I started this uh, Reading and Readers, uh, this uh, book review podcast, because I enjoy reading books and I read lots of books on various topics. I enjoy them and I like to share what I read. And um, what happens is I often come to these books uh, with presuppositions. Okay, I think all of us do. So I come to books with presuppositions that uh, as I read, gets those presuppositions gets confirmed, challenged and sometimes changed. So good stuff. But it's not that often that I get surprised. Reinke's book opens up the Bible in a new light. And funny, it's on a topic, subject matter that I deal with every day. I use technology, I love technology, I teach technology. So um, it is very surprising that there is that the Bible speaks so much, okay? I think that's a surprising thing. The Bible speaks so much about technology and I was not aware of it. Um, now, there are moments in reading this book that I felt like I wanted to dig deeper into the Bible, get a doctorate on, on what the Bible says about this aspect of technology. Um, I say this because biblical theology of technology seems to me an unmined field. It's something that many people may not have actually dug deep enough. I mean, Reinke's book is not the uh, be-all and end-all of this uh, topic. I hope that uh, just as there are many smart people who develop technology, I really hope that there will also be many smart people who will come and develop this biblical theology of technology. We must not see technology to just mean uh, how to electrify or how to put a Wi-Fi in the church because we must see technology and how it edifies the church. All right, so in that sense, I really enjoy this book and uh, 
wholeheartedly recommend it to anyone out there. So, this is a Reading and Readers review of God, Technology and the Christian Life by Tony Reinke. 321 pages, published by Crossway in December 2021. It's $15.99 by, uh, via Amazon Kindle, and I got a free review copy thanks to Crossway's blog review program, but they had no input on this review. Everything you heard is from me only. Technology is so wonderful, really amazing. With one button, you can start a car. With one button, you can buy everything you need and get it delivered to your door. With one button, a country can nuke another country. But the most amazing thing that you can do with one button right now is to subscribe to Reading and Readers, a podcast where I review Christian books for you. This technology is literally at your fingertips. Make sure you don't miss any reviews. Go on, subscribe to Reading and Readers.